Good afternoon and welcome back to episode 5 of the Awake Podcast. I'm your host Michael O'Neill and this week we will be tackling the topic that is minimalism. Before we get into the actual podcast itself, it's crucial that I just explained to you. I put up on Instagram yesterday, I'm currently reducing or cutting all together sugar from my diet, which in turn is leaving me very, very lethargic and a bit not quite my usual sharp self. However, I did want to still get the podcast out because I believe in this week's one there is a positive message to get out there. I just might skirt around it rather than jumping straight in because I'm not, as I say, quite as on the ball as I was. And in speaking with a few people this week, I explained that when the podcast came out, I was just going to put it out on a Saturday, every Saturday. However, I feel that there will be times when the 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 actual essence of what the podcast is about hasn't quite got to the boil yet to use a kicking analogy and that was kind of very similar to this one I, I knew what I wanted to talk about I kind of had a rough idea of what I wanted to say but I didn't want to just jump in and go blah 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 and regret it later on down the line when I could have done a better job of it so here we go anyway um, lethargic and all that sugar crash put aside I've had my cold shower today I'm geared up and ready for this podcast which as I said is on the topic of minimalism some of you might actually know what minimalism is um, Myself, I used to listen to a podcast where once a week they would have a guy on to talk about his minimalist lifestyle tip of the week or whatever, and it actually sounded that unappealing to me that I never listened to it. I was just like, I don't, I want more stuff. I don't want fucking to live in a house with just a fucking bed. That's that's BS. I don't want that in my life. And it's only kind of over the last few weeks um, of the quarantine that I've actually started to think about more advertising product placement why we do want more why we want to keep up with the joneses because in actual fact when we are then just stripped back down to who's in our household we're not trying to impress everyone and it's built into us we want to we always want to look better feel better whatever which is fine it's okay to expect more from ourselves and to want to better ourselves but it's doing it in the right way it's not through material it's through we will talk about later and i don't want to just jump in and ruin the whole premise of the podcast but it's not just by i have to buy that i have to buy that i have to keep up with this person because they have bought it that old philosophy keeping up with the joneses so for anyone that doesn't know what minimalism is Minimalism is this, it's living with less financial burdens and unnecessary expenses and being more focused on living a life based on experience rather than materials. So that's that's going out and expressing the world, that's walking about, that's running. That's It's actually something I, I spoke to my partner about the other week was when I was younger, I was a teenager, we went to San Diego in California to play football and in doing this, I just noticed the American lifestyle, and I, I'm not saying everywhere, but in this suburbs, the suburbs of California where I was staying, it was just, the atmosphere was just different to, to home. Okay, granted it was always sunny, which was fantastic, which it has been in quarantine, so there was that link. Then I just noticed people were just more focused on, there was so many people out running, walking, watering their garden, sitting, chatting, whereas... I find us, our society in Northern Ireland in particular, is that a very much when somebody does something in a positive way but slightly different, we go, fuck, look at that person, what are they doing, what a dick. Oh, fuck, should I can stay that. And we, we're very quick to talk someone down and it's probably just our own insecurities boiling over into, fuck, why am I not doing that? But you're not going to say that in front of your mates. You're going you're gonna to strip someone down or, or take the piss out of them, so to speak. But I've started to see more of that lifestyle i seen when I was a teenager in America in here now you know you'll go out for a walk and you'll just it's just 
an overwhelming sense of community, although we can't touch or speak to anybody. How is that even possible? So we, we're not allowed to stand beside each other and chat. We're not allowed to touch each other, but yet we've become more of a community. That, that, that in itself is something special. And again, it's something else we need to take out of it. I was watching a podcast last night and it was actually a girl that I recently started. Uh, she messaged me about mine or I messaged her about her podcast. And um, she was talking about how when, when she, she was a kid, people would have walked in and out of each other's houses. You didn't need to lock your doors. There was this sense of community and everyone would have knew everybody. And she was talking about how she only knew maybe three people in her street. And that's true. Everyone has came more of a, we've just, we've got more rounded detail, we've become more, we've meld together as a society better in this melting pot that is quarantine, you know, so there will always be negative scenarios in life and through this podcast and many others like my own, we're choosing to pivot towards putting the positive on it. There will be those people out there and talking about their 5G and birds flying everywhere and dying and fucking this being planned by the government and they want to kill people and blah, 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 blah. They're always going to be people that chase that. But how about we go, okay, right, we're in a bad scenario. There's not a lot we can do about it other than go ahead and get indoors. But when we're indoors, we can focus on doing what we want to do. Yeah, we can watch Netflix 24 hours a day, which is great. And, you know, for someone with three kids, I'd love to be able to watch Netflix all day. But at the same time, I would, I would be robbing myself of my true potential. And that's what you're going to do if you do that. I'm a firm believer in, I don't believe in natural born talent. I don't believe in it whatsoever. I believe, and I, I've studied to a degree a lot of top athletes and people in business through different podcasts and books, and it's all just obsession and hard work. All just obsession and hard work, and, and that's it. You know, I spoke about it on a previous podcast, Michael Jordan, and I watched the first episode of the, the documentary on Netflix the minute. I wrote about it on Instagram too. It's called The Last Dance, and it's on Netflix and it is just excellent and it kind of follows the 96-97 season of the Chicago Bulls where they were going for their sixth NBA trophy in a row. They were also told this was the last year they would all be together as a team. So with the head coach, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippins, I think the other one. It was the, the dynasty, they called it. And... Um, Sorry, where was I going with that door? Yeah, sorry. So, and when you watch it and they speak to all these different people that knew Michael Jordan and knew these other athletes when they were kids, they went... They were just, they just had this work ethic that was insane. They'd, sp- they'd finish a two and a half hour, three hour team practice. And Michael Jordan would be saying to other ones, right, come on, stay behind, come on, we have a one-on-one. And they would be like literally ready to collapse. And he'd be like, come on, I want to see if I got any better, blah, blah, blah. And it was a guy that we're talking to and he went, I was better than Michael Jordan. Deep breath for two weeks. So when he had moved that team, this guy was better than Michael Jordan. And then within two weeks, Michael Jordan had adopted, he'd observed how they train, he'd seen what that person does. He'd have done it constantly, 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 constantly. He became better two weeks, he's better. You cannot keep someone down with that attitude. It's very, very easy for us to throw up posts all the time and let's treat each other, you know, the right way. Let's let's do all these workouts, let's do all these things to better ourselves. Unless you're doing it, we shouldn't be doing it. Because what we're doing in itself is we're creating a negative atmosphere for other people that aren't doing it. Be honest. Being honest will always win the argument and will always end you in the right place. Say what you mean, but don't say it mean. That's what I would always say. I say it to the kids in the house and I say it to them, say it to anyone I meet. You know, one of the best things in business and also in in any sort of any sort of way you want to you know put it to your life, you know, you put your own spin on it. Be honest with somebody, but there's a there's a way of going about saying it. So posting you know, 
there's one person in particular and I will not go into naming names or anything along the lines of it but this person is forever posting about uh, being kind um, inner beauty meditation all these different things I have never met a nastier person in my life and I get at some stage the penny may drop for her but she'll realise that there's no point in me saying this and doing one of them and, it, and, it, and again I understand everyone's on their journey and I do not judge but if we're not doing it, we shouldn't be posting about it because you're putting somebody else down that is genuinely trying and you're going, I'm doing 800 things a day and that person's going, I'm only doing four really positive things a day. It's not quite the same. I'm sure, what's the point? You're a woman down the streets doing fucking 800. I can't even keep up. Whatever. Remember, we talked about this also. You're not in the race with anyone else. You're in it with yourself. Focus on your journey, not your destination. And remember, there's nobody you're sprinting with. There is no finish line. Ultimately, it's you yourself on a road that doesn't end. Focus on the road. Don't worry about where that road goes to because it doesn't end. When it does end, you won't even be able to talk about it because that'll be the end of your life. That's when it ends. But neither here nor there. Caught up in a bit of a tangent there. But um, yeah, so back to the topic of minimalism. It's, it's ridding yourself of clutter and excess. But to me, what I took from it was it's about value. It's about what brings you value. So a short story, um, not too long ago before the quarantine, I decided I spent quite a lot of my day while at work. I work, I work by myself predominantly. It's quite a lot of my day listening to comedy podcasts, which I love, you know, and there's nobody saying that you shouldn't be able to laugh or to enjoy a podcast, but I decided I wasn't getting a lot from it. For the amount of time I put into it, I wasn't getting as much output. Same with watching old boxing matches and old MMA matches on YouTube. I would do this every evening. And also boxing interviews, you know, even less was learned from these things, you know, at least from a, an old fight, you can maybe learn technique or anything, you, know, you may pick something up. Or again, remember, we do need to enjoy our lives, but at the minute I'm trying to focus so heavily on my journey that I don't want anything to hinder it. So I need to be more proactive and conscious of my time and how I'm using it. So that's what I did. I, I said, okay, I'm not listening to any comedy podcasts anymore. And even the same, I know Joe Rogan, you know, that would fringe on uh, a knowledge-based podcast and a comedy podcast, but I just found for a three-hour podcast, I wasn't getting as much benefit from it as I would if I listened to three, I guess, intellectually stimulating podcasts where I could actually use something to better myself or use something to improve my own life. So I switched from this to the likes of Tony Robbins' podcast, Tim Ferriss' podcast, Dex Shepard, lots of different ones. And... The list goes on and on and on, and obviously audiobooks too. The one in particular there about the brain that have literally an hour left of uh, reading to do on it. And then the, the shoe dog one with Phil Knight, the, the guy that created the, the brand Nick, which is really, really interesting. But so when I cut all this stuff down, I got no value from. I got a lot of upside. I got a lot of value. So from removing the clutter and excess, which wasn't even really, it wasn't a physical embodiment of anything. It was literally just a lot of, stuff that was hindering me so i guess could you phrase minimalism as remove things that are hindering you whether that's mind body or soul and for me that was things that was intellectually hindering me as i say i say some days i would laugh to the point of crying and work but at the same time i wasn't coming away knowing anything i didn't already know except maybe a really stupid funny story you know so 
to take away from that is minimalism will look different to everyone, each and every one of us. There may be some of us that have very minimalistic style of houses where we don't believe in clutter or having artificial plants and things like that. That's very Everything's very streamlined and almost very clinical. That's fine. You have a lot to do there. Myself, we, we, we bridge in the middle of that. And this week we started to gut the place. I actually wanted to get a skip and to just get rid of stuff. That it was just like, okay, when was the last time I used that? Okay, I haven't really used it in a long time. Let's get rid of it. And the documentary I watched on this is really good. Check it out on Netflix called The Minimalists. Uh, there's two guys. Uh, we'll go into the story about them in a minute or two. But one of them has a philosophy. If he hasn't used it in 30 days, he gets, he gets rid of it. Another one has a six-month philosophy. That's down to you also. But I just find that I can promise you by getting rid of a load of crap or junk in your house, you will feel better. It's freeing. It's liberating. And also... Give it to a good cause. You're also doubling up then on becoming a better person, becoming a better you. This is now a new you that gives back. And if you already give back, give more back. That's it. And the the jump into the two guys that I was talking about there, I can't remember their names and I haven't made a note of them, but both were in very successful jobs. One of them was responsible for 150 retail stores at the age of like 26. And within the space of six months, his mother had died and his short-term marriage of a few years had his wife divorced him or he divorced her, I don't know. His marriage came to an end anyway. And he just, he just, there wasn't, he just felt that he had a load of shit that wasn't anything substantial. Well, you know, he made, there's a, there's a really good excerpt I shared on Instagram and it's where he reads a bit of his book out on camera and it's quite a nice scene. He's standing in a desert with this book and there's nice music playing in the background. He's reading an excerpt and it's him saying, my mother died, my relationship has ended. I get to move out, here's what I have to buy. And he makes a list of everything he has to buy and he goes on about how, okay, now that I bought all these things for the house, and I need to get a type of artwork that says who I am. I need to get something, is that my edgy personality? Am I, do I have an edgy personality? I need to put my own stamp on the house. And, it, and it's a huge big list of things. And when you hear him read this list of what he needs, it just puts into perspective. It's like, we used to live in caves and huts. And now we're buying multiple homes with three cars when we only need one. And why? It's just access and greed. And why do we do it? Because of advertising, which we will come to. So we've talked about the people that have very minimalistic homes anyway. As I said, I had a bit of a half and half of that. We've started the gut and I genuinely am sleeping better. I'm feeling better. Um, of less crap to look at, which is make it's actually it almost it makes the room seem a bit more pristine and almost like you've got a new room when you get rid of the junk out of it. Um, but for some people that, as I say, do have that, remember minimalism isn't just the material things. The, the press and everything focuses quite a lot on that. However, what about the people in your life that you continue to let hurt you? What about that? Because we all know people in these scenarios. I've definitely been one of those people in the past myself in terms of I've let people do this. And maybe in times of my life I've actually done this to people. Get rid of them. You don't need them. If you're going to start on your journey or if you're already on your journey, you do not need somebody putting you back, talking you down, saying it can't be done, laughing at the things you're doing or posting, whatever. You don't need to get rid of them. Secondly, a job you hate. I have never seen more people in my life fired up from when this is over to go and chase a new job, a new career, a new path, a new passion. I am that way too. I have a job which is very, very flexible. Where I can listen to podcasts and audiobooks, I can make a decent wage, I can work my own hours effectively. But I'm not happy doing it. 
And I would be a hypocrite to tell you all to do that if I'm not doing anything about it. So I'm putting everything I can into this brand awake. And I would love everyone to support me because it genuinely is my dream to create a lifestyle we want. There's lots of things we want to do. We want clothing, which we're in talks about at the minute. We're doing our quarantine beauty boxes, which is just to pamper yourselves when you're... When you, when you can't get to the beauty spot, when you can't, just to make you feel a wee bit better inside. And they're all things that I've tested and tried myself as well as my partner. And it's all ingredients that are natural, vegan friendly, none of them tested on animals. And I actually found it, just before we jump back into this, I found it was crazy. When I looked into what was on, what was in the majority of charcoal face masks online, it's a load of chemicals you can't pronounce. Same as the facial toners you use on your face, load of chemicals. We have made natural versions of this because if you're, if you're going to live a healthy lifestyle, you're going to be a better you. You don't put shit into your body, which is what I'm doing now. I'm not putting sugar in. I'm not putting in refined sugars, all these different things that make you uh, essentially sluggish. Why would If you won't put that stuff into your body, why would you put shit on your body? Why would you put chemicals on your body if you won't put them in? Let that hang there for a second. Um, so as well as the job you hate, yeah, you don't go back into the job you hate if you can help it. Maybe go part-time and focus on your dream. I understand people have families and are maybe not too... You, you know, have bills to pay, but we've a really good opportunity now to think about what we want and get the wheels in motion to where we want to go. And remember, the, the main one, as I say, that the press do focus on is objects without meaning, intention or value. So, you say to myself, okay, I have oh, 2,000 books. I love my books. I read them all the time. I reread them. I gift, I gift them to friends. I smell them. I love turning the pages. That's fine. To me, that sounds like that adds value to you. But if you have a load of books sitting there that you've never read, never looked at, and to be honest with you, keep procrastinating about reading, get rid of them. Get rid of them. You're not going to do it. Or else finally bite the bullet and get into it. But, um, but yeah, I guess, I guess for me, a cleaner, a cleaner home and a cleaner friendship circle and a cleaner work life, you'd be so much more stress-free. You will, by default, be a better version of you. You didn't have negativity in your life from people that hurt you you would be a better you. If you weren't always worrying about being chained to the things that you think you need, oh, I'm gonna lose this if I chase my dream, I'm gonna lose the, the 14 TVs I have in my house, I'm gonna lose the hot top, I'm gonna lose all... Okay, fine, get rid of them. I guarantee you'll be happier. These are things that, without even knowing, you're cluttering your mind with because you're constantly going, I don't wanna lose this, I don't wanna lose this. You're attached to things that have no meaning or intention. And that's the main thing. And I guess, for me, we all struggle to manage access if we really think about it. Are we consumed by the products we allege to own? Because all we're doing is creating memories through glass screens. How liberating would it be to cut the capitalistic chain tied to our ankles and focus on true happiness? The world has genuinely reset itself and to me it's up to us if we want to be reborn or continue moving forward towards a grey abyss. Put down the phone. Don't buy the second car. Go on an adventure. Start a business. Write a book. Cut ties with negative people. Find ones that help you. Grow. Laugh. Fall in love. But most of all, live. Share experiences. Laugh. Love. Live. We see this all the time on different canvases. They're just words if we put no meaning or value into them. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast of minimalism and just to summarize, get rid of the things in your life that don't bring you value. And when I say get rid of them, as I say in the minimalist community, they say purge, 
purge these items. Gift them to someone you know will benefit from them. I know that's what we're doing. We genuinely have seen a big difference in our life. And I really hope you can try it out too. So thanks so much for listening. I hope it didn't dribble on too much. As I say, this was a very lethargic podcast due to the the sugar, the, the lack of sugar in my body. I've tried to keep it up topped up with black coffee. However, it's not quite the same. But yeah, thanks very much for listening. Please, please, please leave reviews. Like it, share it with a friend. And yeah, share your minimalist stories with myself. And thank you very much for listening.